0: This is Jeff Kober and we're glad to have you here for another Disney at Play podcast. We are talking about Disney dining choices during COVID. More guests are deciding to return to the parks, even though restrictions and restraints due to COVID-19 are still in play. With little expectation that such restrictions will change much over the remainder of the year, guests planning a visit in the months to come must make important choices as to how they dine. This has always been a big part of the Disney theme park experience, but its relevance is even greater during this pandemic. Just which restaurants are your better choices during this period? Having been in the park nearly 75 times since reopening, We look at those issues that guests struggle with and offer insights as to what choices might be best, whether it's a counter service or full-scale dining experience at Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Disney's Hollywood Studios, or Disney's Animal Kingdom. Red, yellow, and green scores with comments and insights that'll be shown on our Disney at Play Post will help you as a guest determine your best culinary choices for your upcoming visit. So we invite you to join us for this podcast. And again, I reiterate, we have created an entire matrix, set of matrices, eight to be honest, um, one counter service and one table service for each of the four parks, Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Disney's Hollywood Studios and Disney's Animal Kingdom, and in each situation, we have put out most all of the counter service and um, active uh, table service choices. Now, I haven't gone and done every little minor, you know, the where the, uh, the they sell the churros, but most everything has been listed, and we're going to give you some guidance comments. We're gonna really focus, particularly in our counter service, as to choices for dining outside. And which of those outside dining choices provide some covering? Because frankly, covering is a critical issue, whether it's the off season with rain, or even during hurricanes, or if it's just simply hot, sunny weather. So we're gonna talk about those choices and uh, and give you some insights. We're going to begin with the Magic Kingdom, and let's talk about counter service uh, restaurants. I'm going to cover not I was I actually the matrices go in the uh, kind of a clockwise order of the park, but I'm going to talk about them in terms of uh, red, yellow, and green. Red being I would not do this. Yellow being yeah maybe. And Green Bank, you know what? This is probably one of your better choices. So let's start with the red. And the first begins with Main Street Bakery. This is the Starbucks restaurant, which I got to say, almost all the Starbucks get pretty disappointing uh, results here because A, they don't use mobile ordering. And mobile ordering is a big part of that social distancing, not having to go to a county service experience and or, or counter and mind you there are plastic shields up at the counters and so forth but really uh, a better a better choice is is being able to use mobile ordering and i think it's a miss that they don't and then after you're done with it you know it's okay to grab it's it, it, when you think about A regular visit to the parks, you're gonna grab a drink, a beverage, and you're going to sip on it while you walk through the park or munch on a snack. Well, really, you can't do that in the parks right now. You really have to just stop and dine if you're going to remove your face, face covering. And so the idea of grabbing something and just going is not really a doable choice. Um, when you are in um, the parks. And that's what makes uh, this first choice really difficult. The same would be said of Aloha Isle, which has some nice little treats you generally grab and go, but there's not a lot of places to go and enjoy them. And then um, you have Westward Ho refreshments. And Westward Ho is... Well, it's, it's not a great location. There's no place to really sit and enjoy the thing except a few rocking chairs in Frontierland. So there's a lot of disadvantages to this location. By the way, it, the menu has changed because they can't use the interior portion of that dining. It's too small and limited for cast members. So again, these are, these are problematic uh, locations. Let me move now from... Red to green, and then we'll come back to the the yellow in between. I put in uh, Liberty Square Market as a really good location. They have just redone that area and have have formalized that area. They have social distance. There are umbrellas. It's not a lot of covering. That's the downside, but it's out in the open. Uh, Fresh air, not bad. Pinocchio's Village House, not a bad choice. There is out, outdoor dining. It's just not a covered choice. That's, that's the disappointing thing on that. Cosmic Rays does have considerable outdoor covered seating. I find it's a little noisy along that promenade that faces Tomorrowland Speedway. I recommend, I recommend the north side facing the Mad Tea Party. But I gotta tell you, I think the best choice in the Magic Kingdom right now is surprisingly Tomorrowland Terrace, which in the past has seldom been open, but what they've done is they've taken the Harbor House menu, which has a lot of favorites in it, and it is a location that not only is completely outdoors, it is nearly completely covered. And so you have a lot of places to stretch out and you're out in the open, it's fresh air, it's, it is the most ideal counter service experience and, and it's usually fairly cool in there. Even on a hot sunny day, it's there are fans and it's a fairly cool setting. Now in between, all the red and the green are the yellow. And um, let me just suggest a couple of things on it. Um, lunching Pat and Joffrey's limited seating there's a little bit along the Tomorrowland Speedway, but and and there is some outdoor, but very little that's that's really covered. Uh, Storybook treats, Friar's Nook, uh, Gaston's Tavern. Um, with Storybook and Friars, I guess you could head over to the exterior of Pinocchio's, but again, it's not covered. Gaston's, you might walk over to the seating area in Storybook Circus. This is a great place if you bring your own snack. Go over to Storybook Circus to that exterior corner of the park, you can get a lot of open space there. That's a really great place. Sleepy Hollow, again, there is some outside and a little of it's covered, but there's not a lot of choices. You might, if you feel like the space is a little too tight, you might go over to Liberty Square Market. And then there is Picos Bills Cafe, and Sunshine Tree Terrace. And let me tell you what I think is the best thing to do there. Whether you're getting a Dole Whip or you're getting some nachos or fajitas, grab that and then head over to Tortuga Tavern across from Pirates of the Caribbean. Now that that dining space is not open, but there is a whole lot of empty exterior space. They're using also the interior space for Pecos Bills' Overflow, but if you really kind of want to be outdoors and not in an interior type environment, I highly recommend that empty space there. It is completely empty. Very few families are sitting in there at all. And it gives you a lot of space to just enjoy it. So, so again, if I were to grab something, I would go to Tomorrowland Terrace first. I might consider getting my Dole Whip at Sunshine Tree Terrace, but I would go over to Tortuga Tavern afterwards. What about table service at the Magic Kingdom? Well, I put two down as possibilities. Tony's Town Square Cafe, that one works because there is outside and it's covered seating. And there are very few table service restaurants with outdoor covered seating. In fact, that and... um, Spice Road Table are about the only ones that come to mind, per se, as a restaurant. A couple of lounges are, but not in terms of restaurant. The other I suggested, and I did give it a green light after a lot of thought, is Be Our Guest. Now, I haven't seen all of these restaurants, and to be honest, I haven't been inside... our guest but i am judging that all disney restaurants disney ran and operated restaurants are using the same parameters in terms of spacing and i've been very comfortable with um, for instance jungle navigation uh, skipper canteen which i put as a yellow Uh, that crew hall that crew mess hall has a high ceiling so it's an open space and they do separate the guests I was there on my very first visit back to the parks after it reopened. I was in the C room, Society of Explorers and Adventures. And there were only three of us in that entire room. I felt pretty good about that, um, but you might not. And they may have going from 25% to 35%. That means they may have now four diners or four parties of diners in that same space. But in the crew mess hall, it's a much more open space. Still, I thought, be our guest. That's a big open space. And if you space out accordingly, I think you could probably do all right with being there. Now, I did not say that for Cinderella's Royal Table, for Liberty Tree Tavern, and especially for the Plaza Pavilion restaurant. And I have to say, I have to be honest, I did do the Plaza restaurant. And the Plaza restaurant was, um, it was just too tight. there, Even though we were in this little um, cupola. It's kind of this little rounded area. There was only one other party near us. It was socially distanced, but, you know, you tend to get more kids. Kids tend to sneeze and do things. They kind of are more germ spreading, I guess, if I wanted to say something. So thinking of going to Cinderella's Royal Table, no, no. And I wouldn't return to Plaza Restaurant at this time. And Liberty Two Tree Tavern is is... A very clever, intimate space, but that's the very thing you want to avoid at this time. I would head for outside with Tony's, and if you're going to be indoors, get that big ballroom at Be Our Guest. Now, let's move on to Epcot and what that looks like. I put down under the counter service... Um, three that I felt was really good. And the best of them, I think, is Sunshine Seasons. That's in the Land Pavilion. Yeah, it's not outside, but this is a huge atrium allowing a lot of ventilation. And it is covered from heat and rain. There is plenty of seating. There are not that many people eating there, especially at dinner time. You could spread out, and by the way, if you really want to avoid the crowds, then say at Epcot, you wanna be then in World Showcase, at the back of World Showcase, like Regal Eagle for lunch early, and then back at Sunshine Seasons for dinner when there is practically no one. Although I will say sometimes Sunshine Seasons limits how much their menus are and how many counters they have open. So that's a little on the downside of that. But but Sunshine Seasons is a great safe, casual, indoor dining choice. I also included Regal Eagle. It has outside space, plenty of it. It is not covered. That's the downside. Um, but the indoors, they were fairly spaced. We just did this. If you look at our last Epcot review, it was inside there. And it was a reasonably distance space and it's a fairly high season about a ceiling about about 30 feet going up and i think 30 feet is about what you want there um in between oh and i also put yorkshire county fish shop now the hours are sometimes limited or even iffy on this but the fish and ships place they have a lot of exterior locations they've added picnic tables all around world uh united kingdom and so outdoors, it's a great place uh, to get grab something to eat. That would be a great place um, anytime to grab something to eat. Conversely, I had to say that the French bakery and I never, uh, the patisserie um, in France, which is a favorite of mine, you have long lines that are spaced out. and they're they're all standing near the out, not the indoor seating and the outdoor seating. There's not enough of the outdoor seating. It's not covered out there. If you're going to get something, go when there's not a lot of people to go grab it and then go over to the United Kingdom or down below the bridge to go eat. There's not a lot of space in France to be able to enjoy whatever you're getting from France. In the yellow zone, I've identified three locations. La Cantina de San Angel. Yes, there's outside seating. Yes, there's even covered seating, though limited. I don't like the fact that it has no mobile ordering. And if you didn't eat there, and with spacing and everything, you just don't have a lot of other places to go to take that food and eat it. I'm just not a big, big fan of that right now. Norwegian Bakery, how can you not love the food? And yes, it has outside dining. And yes, it's covered dining. However, it's a very tight space there. May I suggest go take your food over to the Akershus restaurant, which is not being used as a restaurant right now, but as a um, place where you can go in and take a break. And uh, we were able to bring food in there one time. They, they may be a little iffy on that, They may be changing their policy here and there, but if you can get in there, there are very few people, very few people inside that very spacious, um, uh, high ceiling space. And it's a great little place to just grab a, get, get out of the heat, get out of the rain, get some air conditioning. Lotus Blossom, I ate there right after it reopened. It does have an outdoor and even a covered area. It's not a very big area but it is uh, kind of a good space during off hours so you, you probably find a time to to grab something and be able to eat it without being um close to others if i can just add one more to the um to the uh counter service experience it's katsura grill in japan um again no mobile ordering yet i put this in green because Really, if you want to feel like you are away from it all, from all the problems of the world, from this pandemic, there is no setting like that outdoor setting in Japan. And not only is there outdoor seating right near the restaurant, but step down toward the pagoda and they've added additional outdoor seating. Very little of it's very covered, but it is such, it's all shaded and it's so beautiful and it really does make you feel like you've gotten away from everything. I would go there first thing after world showcase open, grab lunch there before it filled up and a bunch of other people showed up and then I'd be eating at sunshine seasons later in the day as kind of, as, as if I were doing only counter service options. Now as for table service, of course Epcot is you know famous for so many table service options. It's interesting, though, I put them all either in red or in green. Nothing came out yellow. Um, I think Coral Reef, Garden Grill, uh, those uh, are spread out. There's booths, um, they're doing characters with Garden Grill, but it's now with family style seating. It's uh, ask for the back of the room at Coral Reef. Reef and and you get a booth and you're pretty spaced out from everything. and It's a fairly high season s- ceiling in there But uh, San Angel which is the restaurant that overlooks um, the uh, uh, the uh, Grand Fiesta ride um, with the three Caballeros this has this may be the best time to be in that restaurant because they have spread apart the tables. And before, they were cramming the tables together. And now they are really reasonably spread out and very reasonable. And it's a high ceiling area. It's a big, you know, it's supposed to be outdoors, even though it's indoors. So you get the benefit of the air conditioning covering. It really actually may be the best bet. Beer Garden is the same thing now with... Buffets and how they used to seat you all together at the same tables. It was a mess prior, but now they spread you apart Now they provide a family style and this is a big open space It may actually be the best time to go to beer garden. I also noted Via Napoli Which does have some exterior space and the interior space is pretty open as well And then there's spice road table, which I wouldn't go with the indoor space because it's pretty tight but even when tables are spread out, but the outdoor space is available and it has beautiful views of the water. So that's that's a good possibility as well. And often there are options, uh, reservations available, um, fairly immediate uh, if you have made a previous uh, reservation in advance. The rest I put in red. La Hacienda de San Angel, it's indoors, but intimate even when spread out. Tutto Italia. The ambience inside is what matters. And I I think you just need to wait for another visit. Don't do it now. The same thing with Tepanito, where you sit around the grill and you, I, you just do it that after the pandemic. Don't do that now. Chez de France. It's spaced, but too intimate. Even when they include the Monsieur Paul space upstairs as part of Chez de France, I would just put that experience out. Le is spread out in, indoors, but as small as this venue is with tables spread out, good luck finding a reservation. Uh, still too tight a space. And Rose and Crown we did, and I, it was a disappointing experience. Unless you could sit on outside terrace areas during summer months, which then you have to deal with the heat, I think this is a miss. And I would not bother. It's too intimate a space. It, it isn't. It isn't workable, in my opinion. We did the covered porch, and I was not happy with that um, uh, experience when we did it. The one thing I haven't covered in Epcot is are the booths that go with the festivals, and I have certainly tried my share since. Um, Uh, The flower and garden went into food and wine, went into um, Christmas. The holiday season went into Festival of the Arts. So I've tried all four festivals since uh, the pandemic began. And here's the problem with it, is that they do not provide enough spaces to... Really go and enjoy. I don't like standing at a table to eat something, and you really just can't do a whole meal standing around at two or three places at a at a cocktail style table. It's just not a great way to do a meal. Now that said and done, World Showplace offers some seating. It also offers a lot of the cocktail style tables, but it offers a bunch of seating in there. It is a big open space, and I would grab things. I even grabbed um, food from Yorkshire County Fish Shop and brought it in there. I think that is a great space um, during the festivals, and I would try that. But other than that, I, I'm i just not a big festival fan during, even though it's outdoors, you still got a up. even though the line is spaced out. I just don't think it's as good as it I, I just don't think this is the time and place for it. And I think you'd do better to try some some of these, uh, these other spaces that I have recommended. Now let's move on to Disney's Hollywood Studios. In counter service, you know, I only put one in the red and that was Baseline Tap House. There is an outdoor area, but there's no covering to it and it's very intimate. Even with tables spread out. Uh, and, and no mobile ordering. Um, the ones in green, well, you know, Backlot Express and Pizza Rizzo may not be what you really want in terms of menu. Even Rosie's All American Cafe. Uh, but all three of these have lots of space outside and it's covered space. So you have to give it credit for that. Also, Ronto Roasters, which is a good choice, has somewhat limited hours, but it has got both outdoor and um, covered space. Not as big as you hope, but it's a great choice. Conversely, Docking Bay 7 I put in the yellow category, simply because there's not a lot of outdoor covered space. It seems to me I actually took my tray at dinner time when Ronto Roasters was closed and just went over to the Ronto Roaster indoor, or the covered outdoor space there. That would address that. ABC Commissary, um, they've got a great new menu. And it's it this, there is plenty of outdoor seating, just nothing that's really shaded there. And you got a lot of people filing by. So it's kind of a hit and miss there. I did put their Starbucks in yellow here, because... Um, There is a lot of space seating out behind the Trolley Car Cafe and across the street where starring roles used to be. So there are lots of places to sit down and enjoy the beverage or treat that you get at Trolley Car Cafe. Finally, I also put Woody's Lunchbox. Uh, It's a great choice for eating outdoor, but the problem is, is the kitchen is very small in order to make it possible for cast members to work in that area they have reduced the number of cast members working which has reduced the number of orders they can take and so if you're going to use it order and order early on mobile ordering okay think ahead of time before you order it's a great breakfast choice but you got to order early i also will say because mobile ordering is limited and because they've kind of fenced off the area to only those who have their mobile ordering completed, uh, there's a lot of space to sit in, which they really have not had enough dining space uh, before. But now you can actually find a lot of space to, to get a seat. So that's, that's a good choice. Um, it's, all over the, it's all over the board in terms of counter service, but there are choices. How about table service? I only put one in yellow and that's 50s prime time cafe with spreading out tables. You practically get a kitchen in and of itself, but then you got your workers coming in and out and it's a low ceiling. I don't think it's so ideal. It may be better to kind of wait, but then again, it may be like beer garden. It may be now is the time to enjoy it because it's less, because it's emptier. So there may be advantage of that. You have to kind of Consider that for yourself. I think that Brown Derby, Hollywood Brown Derby is reasonable because it has a high ceiling and a lot of booths in that restaurant, extending uh, distance between seating. You really are pretty, It's a it becomes a more um, uh, private affair sitting there. Also, if you don't want to eat indoors, there's the Brown Derby Lounge. Doesn't have a lot of exterior dining, not really covered, but it has a great menu from the Brown Derby. And um, if, you can get a, if you can get a table there, that's a, a really good choice. The other one I think that is a good choice is sci-fi. You know, these environments that imitate uh, an outdoor environment mean that they have a very high ceiling attached to it. And here you're social distancing by staying in your own car. So it's as safe as social distance experiences going to a drive-in. And so for that reason, I think it's actually a really a kind of a fun choice in a time that's not so fun. And I think if you can get a reservation, that's a, that's a good choice to go with. All right. So we've covered three parks. Let's hit Disney's Animal Kingdom. This was in extremes. Let me just start out with saying either I gave it green or I gave it red for Disney's and for the counter service experience. I gave restaurant red because there is very, very limited outside covered dining area. Um, the rest is indoors. I think it's too intimate a space. Oftentimes they don't open up both sides and so that that creates more congestion i don't think and 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 the menu isn't isn't um singing to me so i i right now while there is some great theming indoors it's not the time to see that restaurant yak and yeti local food cafes i i, I did my last disney animal kingdom experience i actually reviewed this for having the best cheeseburger of any counter service restaurant on property yes i said that Yes, there are Asian specialties, but the best cheeseburger is actually at Yak and Yeti Local Food Cafe's because they have they have better fries and they have a heartier hamburger, more akin to um more akin to the Rainforest Cafe. Um but the seating is not ideal. Um it didn't feel spread out enough. There is a little space across the way that I show on my video. Um, and so for that reason, I find that uh, you can, that was okay for the moment, but then the rain came and with an umbrella, there wasn't very much shelter. So those two kind of got the red for right now. The rest are green. Actually flame tree barbecue. Hey, this is a great location for counter service. It is outdoors. It is mobile ordering. It has lots of covered, um, areas, um, outdoors. It is, it is great. The only problem is is the birds don't stay socially distant. That's a little bit of a problem. But other than that, Flame Tree is a great choice. Dinobite Snacks, which is outdoor of Restaurantosaurus, actually has a little bit of covered, uh, dining in that, that space. Um, I would avoid it more during the congested hours because there's only so much space there, but they have some really great snacks or ice cream desserts, uh, usually a cookie ice cream sandwich that's really good. So, you know, I might consider that. Harambe Market has limited hours, but it uses mobile ordering app and it has some um, outdoor covering. It's all outdoor, but some of it is covered. Uh, You have Creature Comforts. The Starbucks, this is the only one I gave a green. Um, it's not as busy as the other Starbucks. Still doesn't have mobile ordering, but you can take that beverage and you can go next door to Pizza Safari, which is again, a break area where you don't have to wear a mask. And you know what? You you can enjoy that treat right there at Pizza Safari. And again, it's not as busy usually as the other Starbucks unless you're going first thing in the morning when everybody's arriving um in the morning. The best place Again, at Disney's Animal King, although I think it's it's relative to Flame Tree Barbecue, Satuli Canteen, and the adjoining Pangu Pangu. Um, mobile ordering, of course, it has an outdoor with a covering. That's all great, but even the indoor with the social distancing there, uh, very high ceilings in that space. You cannot. It is socially distance and acceptable to be in that space. I think I can feel very comfortable, and have. I've eaten probably about three meals there since I've returned. I feel really good about that space. How about table service? In There are only three choices here. I've given them all yellow, no red, no green. I've all given them yellow. And let me just cover, first, Tiffin's Nomad Lounge. I don't think tiffins is a great place indoors but i think i I, it's not bad but it's not great the nomad lounge though is outdoors the seating is limited but it's a lounge and it's covered outside that's a good choice and there's some great food there i love yak and yeti as a restaurant but honestly i haven't eaten there since the pandemic began i would say actually yak and yeti is the best choice when you're at um, Disney's animal kingdom. Um, it feels very immersive. It feels like you are literally in Asia in a, in a little dining establishment. The congestion is part of that dynamic there. Um, which is uh, funny. I didn't mention this. Um, I forgot to mention Oga's Cantina. So I have to say, this is the same thing. So if you went to Oga's before the pandemic, you know, that even in these little, um, uh, carved out little um, areas that where they had these large tables, you would see f- three, four parties, all one table. And you got to know everybody really quick. I mean, it was an intimate and everybody on top of each other, but that was part of the the karma of the place is that everybody, you know, it was kind of happening. That's what I feel when I am at Yak and Yeti. It feel, I like that feeling. And I love um, I love the food. It's a great restaurant. But it is a pandemic. And I don't know. I haven't been there, so I can't judge. Maybe I need to go there. It also has Rainforest Cafe. I just don't know if they're as attentive to social distancing and cleaning practices and other things as Disney is. And, if, and so that's why I kind of put it in yellow. It may still have high ceilings in Rainforest Cafe. Probably a lot of distance because I don't think as many people are eating there. But again, I think you have to just kind of, I just couldn't put in green yet because I really don't know in that uh, particular situation. Having covered all four restaurants, let me discuss a couple of other considerations. First off, um one of the best things you could do if you're really concerned about where you are when you're eating is you address many of your issues by getting a place where there is a kitchen available in your room. Um, That might be um, anything from the uh, Disney vacation club villas down to a campground, Cabin at Fort Wilderness, but these things, you know, if you're doing breakfast by yourself, if you're doing, you know, a late night dinner by yourself, then you're you're dressing, you know, a third and a half of your meals, um, and not being concerned about where you're at. So that makes sense. With that, I might suggest pre-ordering groceries at um, a Publix, Walmart. I really recommend the Aldi on 192. We do our shopping at Aldi on 192. The hours are not really strong. I think you've got to get it in early, probably the, probably well before you arrive. If you're getting it the day you arrive and you want to pick it up probably before four or five in the evening, maybe no later than seven, that's a downside. But I love just being able to pull in You know the app Tells them you're there. They bring out your groceries. That makes that easy. Considering, consider the idea that uh, you could order takeout from the Disney Resort hotels and just get that to go. I know uh, Sana was doing that at Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge. I think there are other restaurants doing that. And and again, another choice may be just dining in some of the Disney Resort hotels. There are lots of choices there. and And going there midday when nobody's there at that hotel is a great way to be socially distanced from someone eating out at the pool away from everybody that's a way to get socially distanced from people um or just taking it back to your hotel room after you get it at the resort again great way to stay socially distant. the one thing i haven't mentioned yet is disney springs i thought to do a table on it but there's so many restaurants many of which i did i had A great experience eating outdoors at the barbecue um, restaurant there. And yet, it just was a great day to be outside. It wasn't covered. Um, Some restaurants, I don't think they're spacing their tables as much. I think some restaurants are not paying attention to cleaning issues and social distancing issues among their employees. Um, working kitchens, and that's a concern for me. I don't know that I can guarantee that experience at Disney Springs with all those third-party restaurants like I can, like I've come to expect in the Disney parks. So for that reason, I'm just a little bit on the side of skeptical, but there are some choices out there. I just wouldn't base um, your entire experience on Dining at Disney Springs. Anyway, that kind of wraps it up. That kind of takes you. that And again, go to disneyatplay.com because our post shows this table with comments, with whether it's outside, whether it's covered and, and what you should consider. It's labeled red, green, or yellow. It's easy to kind of help you make decisions as to where you want to go. It's a great... Starting point for having a conversation with the other members of your family. Where do we want to eat? Take a look at this. I think it will really help you in making smart choices, even during a time of pandemic, as to how you want to enjoy your dining experience at Walt Disney World. I have mentioned the Wayfinder Society. This is our new program where you have the opportunity to enjoy exclusive offerings from Disney at Play and Disney at Work. We want you to join Wayfinder Society and your donation goes this month entirely to supporting Embrace Celebration. We offer four tiers for becoming part of all that we offer. The first two, Explore and Discover, are associated with Disney at Play and are focused on the fun facts and excitement that all of us enjoy as Disney fans. We have just some really wonderful interactive apps. We're in Pirates right now. We just released a whole exploration on Tokyo Disney Pirates of the Caribbean. Earlier, we explored, we compared all of the different Pirates of the Caribbean attractions worldwide. Uh, next month, we or next week, we are releasing uh, an exploration of Pirates of the Caribbean and Caribbean Plaza at Magic Kingdom. And before that, we actually uh, had a, uh, a big uh, interactive showcasing of Pandora World of Avatar with maps and videos. And it's just, it's a unique thing. And all of it is available to you for as low as $5 a month. So, so that's our first tier. And then for those who want to become navigators or adventurers, this is part of our Disney at Work And here you're able to get interactive tools. We're right now exploring all the lands of Disneyland. But as we go through it, we're actually learning best in business practices that you can apply back to your own organization. And it comes with some really powerful stories and videos and examples. It's a fun, interactive experience. And and then, also we add some additional things as you become an adventurer access to learning modules from performance journeys and um, upcoming participation in podcasts and so forth so lots to see check out our check out our patreon page and just look at it again it's an opportunity to give back to embrace celebration and all the work that uh, bettina is doing so definitely check it out and again, thank you for joining us for this Disney at Play podcast in the words A Sinbad Storybook Voyage as uh, as written by Alan Menken. Always follow the compass of your heart. Have a great day. We'll see you real soon.